Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Nasty Me podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Nikki Nasty. That bitch, who cares? Hi, how's it going guys? You might be listening to this podcast late at night again, unfortunately, or maybe early in the morning or whatever time it is for you. You know what? I'm going to stop apologizing about uploading it late because I think I have a very good reason as to why today's is up late, but you'll find out on Sunday. It's not something I'm keeping a secret. You guys can probably guess already what it is, but um, yes. <laughs> so um, I have quite a busy week this week, and then I also got something really exciting done today, and ah, I'm very happy. And the reason I'm not talking about it is because I'm going to talk about it on Sunday. But yes, I have an exciting podcast episode for today because it's something that I thought of earlier this week and I was like, I need to talk about this on my podcast and not something that I wanted to make a whole video about because there are certain topics that I want to talk about on my podcast and certain topics I want to talk about on YouTube. I think I have a pretty good gauge on my audience and what translates well in a video that's like 10 to 20 minutes long and what translates well to a podcast that's like 40 minutes and up. You know what I mean? Like there's just some things that require a lot of editing and pre-planning and whatever. And then there's some things that can be just spewed and talked about and people will enjoy listening. And I think that this might be one of those things because I don't think I've heard anyone else talk about it, but perhaps they have. And I just haven't looked into it to be completely honest, but that is on healing your inner child. Wow. That was a crazy, uh, way that I said child. Anyway. Um, yes. <sighs> Let me tell you about why we're just jumping right in today, okay? I'm just excited about this topic. Um, let me tell you about why I thought about this whole topic of healing my inner child. I heard people talk about it, um, especially, you know, when like spirituality was kind of getting bigger at the beginning of the pandemic just because people were finding themselves and either, you know, straying away from religion or finding spirituality or whatever it may be. Um, a lot of people were talking about like, shadow work, healing your inner child. And I am just personally one of those people when it comes to like spirituality and my beliefs, I don't like to really follow rules or like examples, which is one of the reasons why like religion never worked out for me because religion had, at least Catholicism had a whole lot of rules, a whole lot of set ways to do things. Like this is how you say a prayer. Like this is a prayer. Like you have to say this, or you have to say this X amount of times for you to be like forgiven for this. Like it, it seemed like there were formulas and I was like, I just don't feel like for me personally, the way that I view life and spirituality and whatever is, you know, after life or, you know, out there. Um, I don't see it as something that can be formulated. I feel it's like an intuition. That's kind of how I feel about manifesting. Um, you know, manifestation and manifesting did not originate last year when everyone decided to start doing it and, and talking about it on TikTok. It's been around for thousands of years and I believed it started in Buddhism and Yes, I believe that's Buddhism. And that's something that 
a lot of, from what I've read about it, it's not a formula or certain things that you have to do or X amount of times. That's why like I get just, I understand how it may work for some people. Um, but like, for example, like mantras, certain sayings, like if you say this X amount of times, you will get this. Um, like if you say, I want money five times in the mirror, like you will get money. Like I just, that's just not how spirituality manifestation, that's just not how things work for me. And I think that goes as well for like healing my inner child. I don't think it works for me like that. Or like shadow work. Um, and it may work great for some people and it may work amazing for you, but it just isn't for me. And so this is something that I kind of had to find out on my own and kind of discover myself, something that I wasn't even expecting on doing. Like it's not something that I sought out. Um, but I did pull up some things from healthline.com to kind of like guide this podcast, um, with some advice because I understand like, although it just magically came to me, uh, and, and I just, I just like started doing it and realized I was doing it. That may not work for all of you. So I kind of have kind of sort of like a step-by-step-ish type of thing to help guide this. Anyway, what is an inner child, okay? An inner child is basically, everyone has one. Everyone has like who they once were when they were a little kid stuck inside of them. (laughs) That's the way that I like to think of it. Like I like to think of like a little Nicole who is deep down inside of me with wants and needs and passions and hopes and dreams and wants all these good things to happen for her and she's still in there and she still comes out and I feel like often which is nice and I don't feel like I've changed much from her like I I think I think I've changed and matured a lot but I I think that at the end of the day I still feel like this core person who I have always been and I realize that she's a broken broken girl like she's not broken I don't like the word like damaged or anything, but she's been through a lot throughout her years um, as a kid. And I never ever worked through that. <laughs> like I never sought help when I was like a kid because I was a kid. Like I was like, I'm not like, it's not like you just put yourself through like therapy or something. And, um, you know, by the time that I got to college and I went to therapy, I was dealing with like current life situations and I never got the opportunity to like work through past type of things. Um, and so that's something that's a goal of mine. Like I want to work through some things that were going on in my childhood and everything, but, um, I also learned what the actual definition of like trauma is from a social worker yesterday. I saw a video about it and trauma is anything that basically damages your safety and perception of reality. And as soon as I realized that that's what like trauma was, and trauma is not something to gatekeep because people love doing that. Like not everyone has experienced trauma. Everyone has experienced some sort of trauma or traumatic event even if they may not immediately realize it in that moment, but if it has shattered your sense of safety and shattered your sense of reality, then that is a sort of trauma, whether it's smaller trauma to you or bigger trauma to you. Um, And that has different effects. But of course, if you're letting it pile on top of each other, that stuff kind of stays with you and shapes who you are as a person. So 
I didn't realize how much I needed healing to do as a kid up until like a few years ago. I was like, I never was like, oh my God, I had such a shit childhood. Like I really, really suffered. Like I'm a broken girl. Like that's not how I viewed myself, but I knew I went through a lot. And my mom always told me like, I went through a lot as a kid too. I'm sorry that you went through a lot as a kid. And I saw that it made her into a really strong and badass person. So I never like, there, there, of course there were moments that I pitied myself, but as I grew older, I never really like talked about it in that sense. Like I, I didn't try to cling on to these things and like make it sort of like my identity. Um, but I realized that it shaped my identity for sure. So at least in the pandemic, I started to like unconsciously heal my inner child and try and make her feel safer and happier and it resulted in me feeling safer and happier in my present day life. So that sounds insane, but it kind of happened um, unconsciously at least. So I'll give you some examples of... Things that were hurting my inner child, but it was not, uh, it shouldn't have been hurting, you know, present day Nicole. So I, I moved home and I really, really resented living at home. I really resented my hometown, my literal house, um, because of like things that happened here, uh, certain neighborhoods in my city because of things that happened in those neighborhoods or people who live there. Um, I associated times of day and seasons, like very specific moments in seasons and times of day with traumatic incidences. Um, And it really was not good for me. Like I hated, hated, hated being home certain times of the year at certain times and I wouldn't do certain things at those times because it reminded me of certain like traumatic events and things that happened when I was like six or seven and I'm 21 now and I still would associate those things but it was like subconsciously I didn't even realize that I was doing that um and I I haven't been home 365 days of the year majority of my time being spent at home um well first of all I've never been at home for this I've been working and had a job in this in summer since I was 15 years old. So it's been six years now since I've been home this much in my hometown, and especially because I went to college and, you know, I had a job and I did extracurricular things. And I had school, like I had, I was in high school, like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I've never been home this much, um, especially not to experience a full 365 days here in my home. So I didn't realize this, but being home through all the seasons all the different types of weather combinations during these seasons, driving through these neighborhoods, living at home in the home that these events happened in, it was actually exposing me to these issues I had before and actually helping me. So I I know it's not exposure therapy because exposure therapy is like a very, you know, thought out, uh, practice and done by professionals and everything but it was like my own form my own mini form of like exposure therapy that I was putting myself through um and I didn't even realize it and at first it was really hard because it wasn't easy for me to come back here but then I actually really really learned to appreciate it 
And I have such a better association to all the things around me to the point where I really actually like living at home. I really actually like being in my hometown and I love the seasons here and I love the different times of the day and I love the way that these memories don't associate with certain things anymore um, because now I've replaced them with happier and better memories. Um, And that's crazy to me. Like that's just wild to me and I didn't even realize that I did it. Um, For example, I, I was a little bit worried about how I was going to associate the month of May because I will likely still be here um, two months from now. Crazy. But um, yeah, I May marks the month that we found out about my mom having cancer. And it just felt like the never-ending month. And then the months to follow. And I thought I was going to really hate that time of my life. Um, and, you know, from May through December, it was really tough. But now I'm like really excited to live all those months without cancer in our lives and much happier and be able to actually fully enjoy and be grateful for that time. Um, And and I think that took a lot of self-work that I never imagined that I would actually do. Um, Another thing that I've been doing Um, I know that this kind of sounds like stupid, um, but I've been trying to go back to like what my inner child would have wanted. Um, I was reading about, sorry, if you can hear that my parents are playing with Clementine, but, um, going back to like what your inner child had wanted, it's crazy when you've like lost your passions in life or realized what you want to do with your life. A lot of times it stems back to what you wanted as a kid. Um, I know plenty of people who have had like, you know, crazy deep passions when they were very young and they've abandoned them for something that seemed more realistic or mm, better on paper. And now when they go back to it, they're so much happier. And I think a lot of people did that during quarantine as well, because they're just like, well, time to start like either my side hustle or my passion project or whatever. Um, And they found themselves resulting back to what was once their passion as children. And I mean, I definitely did that. Um, Me returning to YouTube was a huge, 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 huge um, return to my childhood. Like that's what I wanted at the age of, oh God, I don't know how old I was, but, but like elementary school status, middle school status, that's what I wanted is to be a YouTuber more than anything. And do you know how fulfilling it is for inner me to be able to do this? It's so, it makes me so proud. Like inner me is so proud of, of big me (laughs) and, um, Yeah, but but a lot of times it's not even just that. Like it's not even like, oh well, I loved reading books as a kid and I wanted to be an author, so I'm gonna become an author now. Sometimes it's as simple as what you enjoyed as a little kid. I realized that I stopped enjoying a lot of things that made me excited. Um, for example, like certain TV shows and video games. Um, I didn't realize I was doing this, but I was avoiding a lot of the movies and shows that I watched as a child because I thought that if I watched them that they would bring back negative and bad memories. So I just wouldn't watch them. And then, this sounds so 
I don't even care. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I started watching iCarly again, which was like one of my favorite shows growing up um, because it went on Netflix. I couldn't shut up about it for weeks, remember? And I, I'm in love with Jerry Trainer Spencer. So I started watching it and I would get like emotional while watching it because it was making the younger version of me happy um, because I was like returning to something that I actually enjoyed and did make me happy and it it wasn't making me upset and I don't know why I automatically I mean I know why I assume that it would bring back bad memories but that show brought me nothing but good memories just because it happened during this horrible time in my life it didn't mean that it would have to be associated with those memories I'm happy that I was able to let go of that um and so that even happened with Animal Crossing god I'm so happy that I got Animal Crossing even though I didn't like play it for a long time um because everyone put it down at some point and had trouble picking it back up. But um, yes, I feel the same way about Animal Crossing. That is a game that I started playing because my aunt in England, when I went to visit England for the very first time, I think I was in like the third grade, um, she bought me Animal Crossing for my Nintendo DS because my cousins had it. And I loved it. I played it so much. I, I played it up until like high school. And I'm so happy that I got it again because it felt like younger me deserved it. It felt like it was fueling something inside of me that I was longing for for a long time when in reality it was just like a simple pleasure that I had when I was a younger kid. Um, And so that's like one of my recommendations is to actually try and go back and search for what were your passions when you were little? What did you enjoy when you were younger? As little as they may seem. Like if you loved, I don't know, what movie? Twilight. Oh my God. Yeah, that's something that I avoided because I was like, oh my God, it's going to bring back bad memories. But if the Twilight series makes you so happy, which I know it does to all my girlies out there, I know Twilight makes you happy. There's some of us who pretend to hate it after a while because we're like, those were shitty movies, but you know what? Who cares? Because those shitty movies made us so happy. Um, hell yeah, go rewatch Twilight. Because if you think that it'll make you, your younger self happy, then why would you not do it? Even I rewatched Orange is the New Black a few months ago. I don't even remember what month it was because it felt like a blur. It could literally have been June or could have been November. I have no recollection. But I know that I rewatched at some point last year and it once again felt like inner me was like, oh my God, I forgot how much I actually like love this show. And I was avoiding watching the newer seasons because I thought that it would bring back some sort of bad memories from high school or something when in reality it, it didn't. Um, and, and that was another thing is that I had negative associations with places and things. Um, even, even if I, I hadn't visited those places in a very long time, um, and I tried to learn how to separate those people who gave me those bad memories. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, I would avoid driving on a certain side of town because it reminded me of certain people who I'm like, they're no longer in my life. They caused me a lot of pain. And I was like, I can't drive on this certain side of town because I feel like scared um, because it reminds me of these people and I don't want to feel those feelings again. Well, by being scared of it, I realized I was just actually putting myself into more fear um, 
by still having these fears. And 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 what was I scared of actually? Um, those people were not going to be there. Um, I could, I was going to be fine. Um, so once I started associating only myself with those situations and places rather than other people, it made it a lot better. I, I know that sounds complicated, but like, for example, like I try to make new memories in those certain places. Um, like I haven't done this right now, but I'd have in the past, like hanging out with friends at certain locations and, and creating new memories at these places or creating even memories by yourself. Um, it's easier said than done, but I think it's definitely achievable in the sense that you can learn to let go of certain people being associated with certain things. When you realize that things are just things and can have new associations and they don't have to be attached to just one thing, it kind of really sets you free. So I kind of wanted to talk about what the Healthline Tips kind of talks about in terms of your inner child and what they recommend to actually help heal your inner child. So hear me out. We're going to talk this through, okay? (laughs) Okay, so they first recommend that you acknowledge your inner child. So the way that I'm picking this up is that you need to first realize that there is an inner child within you. I didn't think that I actually had an inner child in me. I don't like how that sentence was structured. I didn't think I realized that there was a inner child that I was able to possess. That still is weird. I didn't think that there could be mini Nicole inside of big Nicole. That That's not any better, but who cares? Um, I didn't realize that that was the thing. I thought that that was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people just say that. Um, but I realized that there is because deep down I am the same person. A lot of my interests are still the same. Hell, even a lot of the friends that I had when I was younger are still the same. Um, and so once I learned to see that there is a Nicole in there, who did deserve better at the time and I can give her better now because I wasn't able to do that for myself when I was younger, um, it made the process a lot easier. I think you first need to like tap into that person. Um, And this could happen like a coincidence, like it happened to me. Like I didn't sit down and practice like shadow work or um, I'm, I'm not entirely even sure what shadow work is to be completely honest, but I know it makes a lot of people cry. And I do like crying, so maybe I'll be down to try it. But um, I didn't like try and consciously sit down and do it. It just kind of came to me over time. I think after a lot of time spent alone and talking to myself, it kind of just happened. Um, But I think that once you actually try to actively try to even talk with that person, um, it'll make it a lot easier. So that's another thing that Healthline actually recommends is to listen to what your inner child has to say. I think a good practice, which I think I'll even try to do this, is try and ask your inner child, like, what did they want to feel as a kid most of all? Was it security? Was it safety? Was it attention? Was it um, wanting to feel important in people's lives? Like, what was the thing that was most important to you know, inner you, um, younger you, and how can you give that to yourself now? Uh, what are some of the hobbies and interests that the younger child inside of you had wanted, you know? Um, I know that for me, there's so many like goals and things that I still want to accomplish in my life because I know it would make 
the younger version of myself so proud and happy and it's so weird how life works like once you find yourself on the path of already healing your inner child and you're picking up on all of these things and slowly making yourself happier and happier you look back and you're like wait I accomplished all the things that younger me would have wanted me to accomplish and I didn't even realize that like you can look back at your old if you still have it like your old paperwork that you had from like elementary or middle school I remember my eighth grade yes eighth grade teacher her our English teacher made us write ourselves a letter on the last day of school and she said that she would send it to us wherever we went to high school like she would find it (laughs) and she did um she would find where we went to high school and she would send us the letter um and she did she sent it to us four years later our senior year end of senior year she sent us our letters and so many of the things in there were still like so accurate I wrote about like I just went to the Macklemore concert with two of my friends um, I and who I was friends with and still like in high school. Um, I, I talked about what friends I had, what my interests were, how interested I was in writing, um, and how I was considering, you know, what, what schools I wanted to go to or like what I wanted to study. It was so weirdly like specific and I realized that I was actually still on the right track and I never really strayed too far away from who younger me really wanted to be in life. Um, and so that's why I think it's important to try and actually listen to what your inner child has to say rather than pushing that voice outside of your head, because I think they have good intentions for you. And I think a lot of times because little kids have such a pure heart and, and mind because they don't know much. They just like, think like, okay, what do I want in life? What makes me happy? What are my aspirations without anyone knocking them down or reality not getting to them or financial issues as a child? You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of these factors help you look at like your big picture a lot easier. And then the older that we get, we have to start thinking like, quote unquote, more realistically or more straightforward and honest with ourselves of and, and kind of like downplay what we think that we can actually do. Like, I think me a few years ago before I started YouTube would have probably been like, no, Nicole, that's embarrassing. You're going to embarrass yourself. That's so stupid. Uh, What's the point of doing YouTube? It's a waste of time. And I'm happy that I was able to like come back to that like inner voice in my head that was like, you love YouTube because you love making videos because you love seeing what other people can create and you want to make that yourself. You're so inspired by other people and you want to do that yourself. You want to have an audience like these people because you want to help people and inspire people and like that was one of the goals that I always had with every career that I ever wanted was to help people and that's one of the reasons why I was like a sociology major and a psychology major and then a health professions major because my main goal was always I want to help people and I'm so happy that I was able to still stick to that those things that I wanted even as a little kid with my dream jobs um and I was able to come back to YouTube and actually help people because I feel like that's what I am doing with my channel um I hope I am at least and so I think that's really cool to like look back on and be like holy shit Like I did that. Like that's so cool that if younger me would be seeing what I'm doing with my life now, she would be really shocked and think I'm really fucking cool and that I look really pretty and that she would be pretty proud of me. Um, Another tip that they have is write a letter. I love this. I saw an astrologist um, 
like May of last year, I was really going through of it, through it. And one of the things that she had recommended that I do is to write a letter to all the people that have like wronged me that I wanted to like have a conversation with, um, but I didn't actually want to have a conversation with, um, or people who may not be in my life anymore and write down all the things that I actually wanted to ever say to them and then burn the paper. Um, I never actually got around to doing that, but I think that's a really good idea. And I also think that writing a letter to your younger self is also a good idea, but I sometimes struggle with like journaling and writing without making it like sound too formal and feel like I'm writing an essay. So that's something that I could work on. I remember I journaled for a total of two days at the beginning of the new year and I fell off so hard. It's okay though. Um, I like journaling. I remember one time I journaled, uh, I was going through a really big conflict at school and I started journaling about it and I just kept writing and writing and writing and I came to this like epiphany and I was like, I am no longer angry with this person. Like I just decided that. And I remember telling like, uh, someone that I worked for and I remember telling like my friends and they were like, how did you just stop being angry? And I was just like, I just like talk through it with myself and I was writing and it just came to me and I just had this epiphany and now I feel a lot better and I don't hold like this anger and resentment towards this person. And it worked like it truly worked. Um, and I think writing a letter to your younger self could probably help you have like similar epiphanies like I did. Um, so that's something that I definitely want to start doing again because when you really think about it, you're just like writing through your thought process. And sometimes it's easier for me to write it all out. Like I'm a person who has like make like little sticky notes and to-do lists at the beginning of the morning uh, to know what I have to do for the entire day to like organize my thoughts and stuff. Or sometimes if an idea just comes to me, I have to write it down right away so that I don't lose that thought. And I think that's the nice thing about writing a letter to yourself is that you may be working through some problems like, okay, well, why am I scared to actually pursue my dream job that I wanted as a kid? What is actually stopping me? How can I get to the point of this not stopping me anymore? Um, until you're actually at that point where you feel like you're able to make little you happy. Um, another thing is meditation. It says on Healthline, I agree. Meditation makes me very emotional um, whenever I do it properly. Um, and it's just hard because I feel like I don't really have a quiet space often. And when I do, I get really nervous because it's almost too quiet. That's why I always like meditation in like large groups or like yoga or whatever else because meditation is such a beautiful thing when it's, you know, done properly and you're given the proper resources. Um, yeah, because I've been in situations where I've quote unquote meditated and then I'm just like, I'm just sitting here. Like I'm not actually like letting thoughts pass me by. I'm not very mindful right now. This is not working for me. I do not feel peaceful whatsoever. Um, and then I have moments of meditation where I'm like, sobbing afterwards well not literally sobbing but I've cried before after meditating and I remember like asking for you know forgiveness from people or asking for answers um and it like always comes to me um but in reality you just needed that like quiet space to yourself so I think meditating and even trying to talk to younger you like okay little Nicole how can I help you <laughs> that's my Chipotle voice hi how can I help you no, I didn't talk like that when I was at Chipotle. 
But I, I do think that it's cool that I can do that voice. Someone get me into a, a voice acting career. Hi, how can I help you? Anyway, um, next tip is journal as your inner child, which I find interesting. So like pretending like you are little you. Um, I think if I pretended to be little me, I think it'd be very dramatic. My handwriting would be pretty similar. I remember my handwriting as a kid. I used to write my sevens in the European way because my mommy taught me. So I would like add a little flick to the bottom um, of the of the top end of the seven, if that makes sense. So it would be like three lines instead of just two. And then if I was feeling extra fancy, I would add a dash in the middle of the seven. And I remember there was this boy in my class who saw that I did that. And then he copied me. And I remember up until like high school, like I was writing my sevens like normal. And he was still doing the like the the dash and the line. And I was like, dude, that's like my thing. Your, your family's not even from Europe. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you copying me? Um, so anyway, I'm just an inspiration everywhere. What can I say? Trendsetter. Um, but yeah, I feel like journaling as your inner child is really important because it's different than like talking to your inner child. It's different than writing a letter to your child. It's like letting the inner child speak. You know what I mean? deciding what it wants. I feel like I'm talking about like an exorcist. Like like what does the little demon inside of you really want? <laughs> but I think there is a difference. I think I am going to try all of these things out whatever Healthline has to say. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> um yes, another thing that I even recommended was bring back the joys of childhood. Agreed. Also, I think it's nice to just like do things that may be seen as childish even if you're too old for them because like it, if it makes you happy it makes you happy like if going to uh I don't know let's say you loved like Barnes and Nobles as a kid I loved Barnes and Noble and like as I grew older I was like ah, I don't care as much like I like the home decor section of of Barnes and Noble I liked the Starbucks um but I think like going to, to Barnes and Nobles with the intention of like an inner child going to, you know, your favorite book section that you had when you were a little kid, looking at that kind of stuff. I considered like rereading some of the books of my childhood. Like I was obsessed with the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen books when I was little. That yeah, like I read like all of them. They they were the mystery ones. I read like all of Nancy Drew. God, I was a fiend for these mystery books. But anyway, um yeah, bringing back the joys of childhood the little things that you liked, whether it's the music, shows, video games, going certain places, buying certain things. I say do it. Like I remember I bought a Neopets just because I was like, or no, no, no. I bought a Tamagotchi. I bought a Tamagotchi. My bad. Um, I bought a Tamagotchi um, when I was in high school just because I wanted to. And I was like, I don't know, this just feels right. And I have no idea where that thing is now. If I'm being completely honest, I'm like kind of concerned because... That was a pretty cool thing that I bought from eBay. But anyway, um, Tamagotchis were like all the rage. And I don't know why I was so upset. Now that I think about it, why did I pay so much money for like this Tamagotchi? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. As soon as I got like fixated on it, I was like, I need one. And then I bought one off of eBay. Where is it? I need to look for it. But um, yes, if that makes you happy, then it makes you happy. Another thing that they recommend is to leave the door open for an open-ended journey. Yeah, that's what I realized immediately is that this is not like something that it's just 
Like, oh, I realized that inner me is like sad. I need to take care of her. I need to do YouTube and watch Orange is a New Black to heal myself. It's not that easy. Okay, it's not, that's not, it's not like game over. Um, I realize that this is going to be like a forever thing and I'm going to come back to it when I feel comfortable and I'm not going to try and work through it when I'm not comfortable. But I think as long as I am open to the opportunity of improving myself constantly and open to the opportunity of healing my inner child for, I guess, the remainder of my life um, and always being there for myself because I don't think inner child stops here now. Like, I don't think now at 21, I'm like, ooh, adult. I think maybe 10 years from now, I will be like, oh, I need to heal inner child, like 21-year-old Nicole. Like, she went through a lot. Um, And I, I think that's important to constantly be learning how to care after yourself, even after the time has passed. And then the last thing that Healthline recommends is to see a therapist, which I honestly agree with. Um, I do miss therapy. I have considered going again. The I wanted to go a few months ago, but ugh, I know it sounds like a dumb excuse, but I just really didn't have the time for it. And I felt like I couldn't commit to it. But now I feel like that is something that I can do. And a, a thing that I was really nervous about with therapy was, oh my god, I don't want to talk about so many things from my childhood because it's going to just like open up these wounds again that I worked so hard at like closing and healing and I don't want to just like rip that fresh open, right? Um, but you don't have to, at least in most situations, at least in the situation that I was in, if I didn't want to talk about something in therapy, then I didn't have to talk about it. And if I wanted to talk about something from my childhood that day, but then the next day I wanted to talk about something that was going on in my present life, I was like fully welcome to. So I hope at least like if you go to therapy that you can find someone who is similarly minded and not, you know, forcing things out of you. But I think that's a good step if you don't really know uh, where to go from here kind of is to bring it up in therapy. Like, okay, um, how how is it possible for me to work through this trauma and these problems and issues that I had when I was younger and I think it's still affecting me today because I'm sure that they have some amazing advice um, that Healthline tips online um, cannot fully cover. So yes, that's my two cents on that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel really, really good about this topic because it's something I'm new to, but I feel like a lot of people can likely resonate because a lot of us are in the same boat and if there's anything I've learned from the internet is that I've never had an original thought a day in my life um it seems like everyone has had the same thoughts and they are just recycled and then whenever I see someone like on tiktok have similar thoughts to something that I always thought was unique to me I'm like great I am the least unique person on the face of the planet um but I I'm hoping that some of you can relate to this um, because it's not an easy thing to like really go through and it definitely does sound crazy when you just like say it out loud. Um, you're like, I'm working and healing my inner child. Um, but like I said, it's not something that I am like very much so consciously working on. I'm open to it though. I'm open to trying these tips and everything, but I think a lot of it is a a very spiritual and personal experience. Um, or even religious, if that's something that you're into. I love how that's how I refer to religion. If you're into that, you know. <laughs> um, so yes, that's 
basically all I have to say, to be honest, about this podcast episode. Um, I just kind of want to talk about my experience, hopefully give you guys some tips, and I'd love to continue this discussion on the Instagram, which is Talk Nasty Podcast, um, where I will be posting all the behind the scenes kind of stuff um, from Jake and I's podcast because sometimes we have some really funny stuff um, and some photos that relate to every single week's podcast episode. And in the comments, you can chat, meet some new people, which is always really cool, and talk about that week's episode. So I hope that you guys give us a follow on there. If you like this podcast, you can give it a five star rating in the Apple Store because it helps me out so incredibly much. And I do really like reading the reviews. I was really scared to read the reviews because I thought that they were all going to be bad for some reason because that's just how my mind works. But they were all so kind and I wanted to piss myself from sadness that I don't know all of you personally, but happiness because people are so kind. So yes, that's my stance on that. I hope that you guys have an amazing day wherever it is for you. Stay safe, make good decisions, eat your fruits and veggies, and I love you very much. So thank you for listening to this episode um, where I probably talked about iCarly once again way too much. I love you. Bye-bye.